0: Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Um, we got Ant and Malik on. As you can probably tell, we are missing one. And we're going to see if it sounds a little bit better. Because, uh, you know, we're missing, our, we're missing our faithful leader, Mr. Ace. He is uh, away on vacation this week. But he did give us his picks for week five in the NFL. Um, we'll go over his picks as we give our picks as well. Uh Ant, what's going on with you, man? How you been?
1: I'm been all right, but it seems like we're gonna be missing that old midnight voice. You know, he sounds like the old wildcat cat of the nighttime and the radio voice. <laughs>
0: no, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give more energy than he typically gives on his shows. Cause uh yeah, I don't I don't necessarily I don't feel like I don't feel like it's the quiet storm up in here, okay?
1: <laughs> so no welcome to the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, I don't feel that I don't feel the need to do that. I think I think it's I think it's nice to give some energy because we record at night, so people are you know picking us up in the morning when they're in the gym or they're doing whatever they're doing. You know, perk them up. You know, give them some energy. You um, don't fall, Don't feel like that. falling
1: asleep with our coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, because Ace is not here, we're not going to do any college picks this week. I didn't. I didn't. You know, we don't typically uh, do the college picks. Ace, num- Ace normally does that. Um, but feel free to continue to follow us on Twitter and the other social medias if you want some of Ace's college picks. He'll be posting them up on there. All right let 's get right into it. Um, we have Sunday morning we have the Giants at Green Bay in London. so this is the second London game of the of the of the season um, with the Giants heading out, heading out to Green Bay. Um, Green Bay is favored by eight the over under is forty one So the Giants are three in one against the spread so far, mostly because they 've won two games that Vegas predicted they would actually lose, which was at Tennessee and versus Carolina. This is the toughest matchup for Brian Dable and the G-Men as they face an improving Packers defense that's ranked seventh in the league and ninth overall in offensive DVOA. The Rodgers' offense is as healthy as it's ever been, and after an out-of-character interception thrown on Sunday against New England, you can probably assume he's not going to have another turnover before Thanksgiving. Um, So with that said, let's get right into the picks. Uh, Ace has the Green Bay Packers covering the three covering the eight point spread. And what do you have?
1: Well, I'm gonna have to go with him with that one, but I'm gonna go with Green Bay and the over in this one, as far as because I can see those both. I can see both those teams scoring over a little bit over 41 points. Um, I like how what John, how with, um, what's the name? Danny Downs has been doing for the last couple of weeks. He's been actually carrying that team, in my opinion, but. I can actually see I could definitely see Green Bay running over them, especially early in the morning like this. There's no way that quite Um New York's gonna win this. So give me Green Bay in the over, and I'm gonna make this my first lock of the week.
0: Alright. Ant's gonna lock Ant's locking it in, locking it
1: in. Go Going out the park right, right away. Pow
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just getting started with it. I like I like that. I like that energy, man. Um all right, so I said, I'm not sure. The only thing, the only question I have is whether is Daniel Jones cleared to play or not. I don't think, um, I don't think I know that yet. But um, my thought is whether or not he's cleared to play. The Packers are going to focus their defense on making sure Saquon doesn't beat them and force the Giants to beat them through the air, leaving them open to turnovers and giving Rogers short fields to work with. I'm agreeing with you guys. I think this is getting ugly fast. And I think a one-score loss is probably the best-case scenario for the Giants. Um, takes them back to three and two and brings them back to earth or brings them back to earth a little bit. So I'm going Green Bay, but I'm going to take the under on this because I feel like the, um, you know, just kind of the travel, you know, the situation with Daniel Jones and the offense and them still not really clicking all the way uh, will just lead to a game that uh, Green Bay pretty much
1: dominates. Oh, here's a side note Giants ruled out Cadetus Tony for the hamstring and Kenny Galloway for his knee. For week five against the Packers, so
0: they're not playing. Okay, and Tony didn't play last week either, so that's actually interesting. Tony didn't play last week, so, you know, the fact that he's not available again, that's not the shock, but the Kenny Galladay one is, so we don't even know who's the the line-up receiver this week. All right, game number two. We have the Detroit Lions, my Detroit Lions, going to the New England Patriots, going to Boston to play against the New England Patriots. It's hilarious because my Lions are in New England, and – ace is not um so it would have been nice <laughs> would have, i probably would have you know if he was, if he was actually going to be there probably could have you know coordinated some kind of a hangout or a meetup or something like that but anyway um the lions, the patriots are favored by three the over-under is 45 and a half quick intro to this one the lions are one and three and are on pace to allow the most points in nfl history um, but are also on pace to score the second most ever since, Den- since the Denver Broncos in 2013. Um, the Lions have given up the second most rushing yards in the league, only, to, only you know, to Houston, and the third most passing yards in the league behind Baltimore and Miami. Meanwhile, the 1-3 Patriots ranked ninth in rushing offense and 21st in passing, and was forced to turn to third-string QB Bailey Zapp in Green Bay and almost took out the Packers in overtime. Lions are still looking for their first road win under Dan Campbell's tenure, and the Patriots don't have receivers capable, comparable to the players that they face to date. And the Lions have actually played well on the road. They played well on the road in their last game, um, which was against Minnesota, uh, which was a heartbreaking loss in that game. So um, I'm going to go with my pick first here since it's my team. Um, expect the Patriots looking to avoid a high scoring game with their ninth rank rushing attack against the Lions' inexperienced linebackers. This may be a challenge if Johnu Smith is not able to go. We saw him get injured on Sunday against the Packers. The Patriots, we know, like to go with three tight end personnel to support Damian Harris and that running back that running back committee. Uh, Jones may still be out. Mac Jones may still be out, and if he is, I think Bailey Zappi is going to get that start. So I expect the pass to score some more. This is the Lions' defense, uh, by the way. But I don't expect the Patriots' defense to slow down the Lions, especially if Amon Ross St. Browns returns from a week of rest, and it looks like he's actually going to go. So I'm going to take Detroit and the over in this game. I think Detroit covers the points. They always keep games close, and I'm going to take them to, to cover the over because I think the score will get up over that 45-and-a-half. And a half. Ant, what say you?
1: Well, I'm just wondering, before I make my pick, I just want to know, the former Detroit coach who is now, the, for some strange reason, the OC on the Patriots, does he actually know some of these players in the team well enough? He knows
0: some of these players. Um, the, obviously, Jared Goff was not his quarterback uh, when he was there. Right. Um, I don't think DeAndre Swift was there. I think DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift might have been a rookie um, the last year of, uh, of uh, Patricia's tenure. Um, but a large, a large faction of that team has been jettisoned off. Um, for better, more talented players. Um, if anything, I think the only person that I can remember, even on the defensive side, Tracy Walker, um, who's on injured reserve, he's not going to play. Um, but also uh, Jeff Akuda was a draft pick that uh, Matt Patricia's uh, and Bob Quinn's tenure made. So there's a few players, but nobody of any, of any real merit um, would be remembering this. That said, I think oh. all of Detroit hates Matt Patricia, so we're perfectly fine oh. with him getting destroyed.
1: Oh, so so he doesn't even have enough to um, quite knowledge of these players enough to exploit the defense, I should say. I don't think so. I don't think like he have tendencies have that context.
0: and stuff. And he also doesn't have the um, you know, he doesn't. He, ben Johnson didn't work, didn't work for him. So the offensive system that they run in in uh, Detroit is different from what he's what he's seen in the past.
1: I was mostly thinking about the defense because he's supposed to be the offensive coordinator, but. That is true, <laughs> that is true too. But. But I'm gonna go with you with this one. I'm taking, but I'm gonna take the the lines. I'm de- definitely taking the um, I'm just gonna take the under in this one. For some reason, I think it is gonna slow down a little bit. I don't think it's gonna be last week's um debacle. debacle. I think when they combined for like over hundred points, it was just going like crazy. I could have yeah, it's
0: was forty-eight, forty-five. So what was that? 90, 90, 92,
1: something like that. Yeah. All I need now is just to have a video of that, those scoring going up like crazy, and just have sonic rings sound effects going in the background, because that's something it felt like, but. It's gonna be. It's definitely gonna to have to be a little bit less on this one. I don't think New England's gonna get it that out of hand. And plus, they, they still have, don't have an offensive coordinator, so I'm gonna go with Detroit and the under in this one. I don't think they're gonna reach forty. I don't think they can reach forty five together.
0: All right, sounds good. Uh, Ace is going with Detroit and the over in this one. So that's uh, Ace's pick here. All right, next game we have the Los Angeles Chargers going to the Cleveland Browns. Los Angeles is favored by two and a half points on the road and the over under is 47 and a half a quick intro to this one. The Browns return home after a road loss in Atlanta to host a Chargers team that coasted to a victory in Houston. LA is three and one against the spread so far with their only letdown being that blowout loss to the Jaguars in week three, that loss kind of to me feels like it happened about a month ago as the Chargers are healthier across the board Keenan Allen is questionable for L.A. He might play after missing the last three games, but Cleveland is, also, Cleveland is still without Miles Garrett, who's recovering from a recent car crash. Um, meanwhile, pro bowler cornerback uh, Denzel Ward may actually suit up. Uh, and I'm going to let you start it off here with your with your pick for the Chargers versus the Browns.
1: All right. It looks like um Everett might not play as well because he's added to the injury report with a hamstring injury, so it shows it's limited. So you have to keep in track on that one. I don't know if he's going to actually quite make a difference on this game or not, like of oh, anything. But Cleveland does have that ground and pound type of game, so they might actually slow them down as well. But um, and I don't really like how the Chargers' backfield has been working so far this season. Um, but it seems like they, to me, they just seem like they got to get those things working in order. But right now, I'm going gonna, gonna to go with the under in this one as far as for the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers and the under, and that'll be my, pick, my second lock of the week. All right, Chargers
0: and the under, and your, your first lock is prepaid, right? right. All right. Um, all right, I'll go now. So, uh, interesting here is both, both teams, uh, the Chargers and the Browns, both rank. In the top 15 in scoring offense, Cleveland is ninth and the Chargers are 12th um, to Anthony's point. The way that these teams do things is very different. Cleveland strength is their rushing offense. They are second in the NFL while the ran. I'm sorry, while the Chargers actually lead the league in passing. So we see that this is a strength on strength type of situation here. Um, the Chargers, however, are dead last in the league in rushing, in rushing which to me is a, is a facet that you need to have to be able to lean on when holding a lead, especially on the road. I expect the Browns to pass enough to keep the game close. I'll take the Chargers to win the game, but, um, but my caution to everyone is if this, mu- if this number moves up to a three and a half or higher, I would take the points. So I'm going to take the Chargers and the over. I'll go with you on this. Um, actually, you took the under, so I'll take the over for Chargers. Um, but, again, if, 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 the, if the number moves for, for one reason or another, especially if Keenan Allen is cleared to go, um, right. I would take the Browns because of that rushing attack and their ability to keep the game close. Uh, Ace is taking the Chargers and the over as well.
1: Okay, I feel a little bit better now.
0: <laughs> All right, next game is the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is favored by seven, and the over-under on this game is 43.5. The Jags return home after two tough road games in L.A. and Philadelphia and face the only winless team left in the NFL. The Jags are first in their division, and Houston, of course, with no wins, is last. Uh, Houston has played hard for Coach Lovey Smith, but they haven't been able to put together a complete game yet. The average margin of difference in their losses is 7.3. Uh, so this seven-point uh, spread is actually really interesting with Jacksonville uh, at home and, and playing much better than Houston. Um, but their close losses were, two, were, two of, were to two of the lower-ranked offenses in the league in Denver and Chicago. So I would say put that as a caveat right there. Jacksonville's offense is seventh in the NFL in scoring. I'll go first on the pick here. Um, Jacksonville's in first place and they're healthy. The last time they played at home, they beat the Colts by 24 points. This is their division to lose and you cannot claim a division if you're dropping games to the Texans. You just can't do it. Um, so I expect a similar score to last week for Houston when they lost by 10 to the Chargers at home. I'm going to take Jacksonville and the over on this one. Um, I think this one uh, this is another one that's very similar. It's going to get ugly pretty fast and Jacksonville is my first lock of the week. Anthony, what say you?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Jacksonville and the over in this one as well. I can see Houston being um, going undefeated in their losing streak and keeps, keeps on going. And they quite definitely marching on to get the first pick in the draft. We're going to be talking about that down the road sooner or later. But as far as for this game, this is a division game. They're going to be playing hard, but I can see them scoring, getting over 43 point, uh, 43 and a half. Yes, I can definitely see that happening. So definitely give me Jacksonville and the over in this one. And get to see Pert Plus, who I call um, J- um, Lawrence, score some oh, points. I actually Pert. like watching it. Pert yeah, Pert, Pert, Pert Plus.
0: Now nah, he's actually he's actually <laughs> playing pretty well. Now here's I have a question for you. Before we get up this game, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got the Browns had a, went 0 16 and one recently. My right. Lions went 0 16 back in 2008. If Houston were to, because it's a 17 game season. If Houston were to go 0016 and one because they have that tie that they got in the first one, does that count as a winless? Does that does that count on the same level as like straight up o and sixteen no ties? Like, uh, I wish
1: thoughts? it would, but uh, I wish it would. But unfortunately, that one is going to help them out. They, yeah, that, that, we, that one little one is going to help them out. But but, but I'm pray, But if it keeps on going, the ball keeps on going. I'm going to pray for the seventeen, the o and seventeen. Not because I hate them or whatever. Because I just want to see the first team ever to get o and seventeen. Well, they can't
0: because they already have a tie. Right, so that's the whole. Oh yeah, that's real. Oh three and one right now.
1: Oh wow, times. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, so because you know, of course, because because the Colts st- the Colts suck. So anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be weird. Right They're the only sixteen, but you know we're not really only sixteen.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, sixteen and one. Wow. That's it's like it's, it, it feels it feels a little it feels I feel cheated as a Lions fan. I feel
1: cheated.
0: <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next game up, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay is favored by nine at home, and the over-under on this game is 47. So despite losing their last two games after a 2-0 start, Tom Brady has been as good as you can expect with his rotating skill players and appears to be getting better every week. Uh, everyone on Tampa Bay's offense is healthy for now, and it feels like only a matter of time before the Bucs' offense is able to match what their defense has been thus far, which is in the top half of the NFL. The Falcons have played above expectations up until now, winning two in a row and being undefeated against the spread. Losing their Swiss Army knife player in Cordero Patterson hurts them, but their rookie, Tyler Allagier, I hope I said that correctly, Filled in well with 84 yards on the ground against the Browns last week. Um, I think I went first last week, so last time, so I'm going to let you go first this time,
1: Eddie. All right. So, um, I don't know if you saw the, the thing where Brady, Brady was talking about that all, the, two, the two and two teams is not really all that, whatever like that. Mm-hmm. He was saying something like that earlier and stuff like that. I think that might light a fire underneath the Falcons. But... I doubt it's going to be that much. Talent overvails, um, prevails over this. There's a reason why, you know, the they, they receivers are coming back. You know, Tom Brady got to let out his frustrations. You know, he's about to have divorce troubles and stuff like that. He should have stayed his behind home. But anyway, I'm going to keep saying that every week. He should have stayed his behind home. You know, a single guy's giving that a marriage guy some advice. He should have stayed his ass home. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I see Brady let out his frustrations, and I'm taking, taking Brady, and the, Brady and the Bucks and the over. So, yeah, good insight I give it. Wasn't well, good. A good insight. Look, hey, look send
0: your ass home. Send your ass home. Don't go to
1: work. <laughs> look,
0: he don't got to work. He doesn't have to make money. Okay? He has plenty of money. His wife has plenty of money. I hope they I hope y'all work it out, man, cuz you know, nobody wants to see divorce out here. But for my pick, um Tampa's defense is a tough matchup for anybody and should be especially tough for the for the Falcons. Marcus Mariota has been solid as a starter thus far, but he's, also, but he's been turnover prone. He's thrown four interceptions, and he's uh, fumbled the ball six times. Not sure how many of those he's lost. Um, and there's 20-plus years of evidence proving that extra possessions for Tom Brady means trouble for anybody he's playing against. Uh, having a healthy Godwin, Evans, and Julio should be more than enough for the Bucs to get back on the winning side and cover the spread, even though it's, an actual, it's, it's a big one. That's the only reason why this is not a best bet for me, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay and the under. Because I feel like Tampa Bay's defense is going to do a pretty good job of maintaining what, what they need to do to keep um, the Falcons from scoring a ton of points here. So I'm taking Tampa and the under. Uh, and, and so real quick before you go, Ace is taking Ace is also taking Tampa Bay. He's taking Tampa Bay and the over, so he's along with you on that one. Go ahead, Ann. All
1: right. Now, my question is on Atlanta has a, a rookie backup, right? I could have sworn yes, they had a rookie yeah, the, backup. The, there.
0: the 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 quarterback. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. Desmond Ritter.
1: Okay, just like I predicted before with the pit with the Sealers that they what's name was going to start by halftime. Pickett, I'm going to predict the same thing. Rivers is going to be starting by halftime in this game. Okay. It's gonna be It's going to be it's going to be Rivers from here on in after this game.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Because I mean, like like I said, Atlanta Atlanta's two and two, and Mariota hasn't been bad. I mean, he's just been, he's turnover prone, but he hasn't been horrible. So, you know. Maybe he can get out of this, you know, and make, and make it to the beginning to maybe like the second half of the season. I think if, I think if the rails start to fall off, cause also the offense has been scoring for Atlanta. So it's not like, you know, the Pittsburgh situation where Mitchell Trubisky just basically wasn't scoring points, you know, and they just wanted us, they just needed to get a spark, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, speaking of Ke- uh, Kenny Pickett, um, the next game that we're, we're reviewing is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. So Buffalo is uh, favored by 14 points. This is the highest spread of the week. And the overrun on this game is 46 and a half. So Buffalo is back home after two road games in Miami and Baltimore. They were saved from their second consecutive loss due to a Ravens defensive met, meltdown. And the Bills showed the type of resilience that you need when you're in a tough play, when you're in tough playoff environments like, like Baltimore expects to be. Uh, on the other side, Pittsburgh continues to struggle on offense forcing Mike Tomlin to turn to rookie Kenny Pickett to give the team a spark against the Jets. He was able to do it to some degree. Um, he actually had a rookie record of two rushing touchdowns in his first game, but he showed that he still has a lot to learn about reading coverages because he threw three, three picks in that game against the Jets in just over a half of football, which is kind of impressive. Um, a full week of practice should help him adjust to the offensive scheme. But the speed of the NFL and one of the best teams in the league on the road is another story. Uh, I'm going to go first here with the pick. Buffalo is ranked in the top five in both offense and defense in the league. Pickett is in for a rough debut and on the road against the Bills, in my opinion. Josh Allen needs to keep his turnovers down. Just 3 he's, he's already got three INTs and four fumbles on the season. But if he can do that, there's no reason the Bills shouldn't roll here by at least 17 points. The number scares me from making this a best bet. But I think the Bills part cover pretty easily, but um, I won't best bet this. I'm going to say Buffalo and the under. And what say you?
1: Yeah, that's a good choice right there, Buffalo and the under. I was going back and forth between that and even, even thinking about Pittsburgh and the under, just because of the running game. They might actually, like the Tommy might actually swing, swing, um, swing to that and have a good, try to have a good running game to protect his quarterback or whatever like that. But it's really hard to. It's really going to be hard to predict this game because especially with the Buffaloes, they they still have their injuries. Pittsburgh, they have Kenny Pickett. He's still learning on the on the fly, or whatever. On this one, but I'm going to have to take Buffalo. But I'm not going to take the under in this one. I'm going to actually take the over in this one. I think they're just going to try to go put themselves back on the map as far as being the most one of the fear t- the fear team, I should say, in the NFL with the establishing week one. So I think they're going to do the same exact thing. So I'm going to go with Buffalo. And the over in this one because they have to reestablish their fear back in this one. And I can see them scoring combined over 46 and a half. And I see Buffalo, you know, t- basically tearing the roof off on Kenny Pickett. Hopefully, you know, he'd be okay.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. All right, next up, we got the Miami Dolphins going to Anthony's beloved New York football Jets. Um, Miami is actually favored here by three on the road, uh, and the over/under in the game is 48. So it's the Teddy Bridgewater show in the Meadowlands on Sunday. Tua has finally been ruled out, uh, and in the concussion protocol, even though we know he was concussed about two weeks ago. Um, and so the Dolphins turn to the veteran to get them back on the winning track after losing that, le- losing that, that, that game, um, last week, uh, last Thursday. Um, He's going to have a great tandem of receivers to work with, probably the best tandem of receivers that he's ever had, and he's playing against a young secondary in New York that's led by impressive Wookiee Sauce Gardner. Um, Miami, again, is favored by three on the road. Over under here, this game is 48. Anthony, I'm going to go with you to start off the picks here, so go ahead and uh, select your pick.
1: And first off, I would like to say, um hopefully Tua does look quite gets a little bit better, and I hopefully he doesn't come back anytime soon, not because I just don't want him back or whatever for the team but I'm thinking about more for a personal type of thing for his own his own thing, and second of all, I wish Teddy Bridgewater was still in the jets because he was you know we had basically quite you know got him back up you know helped him out as far as show you know showcasing him to get him back out out there. But he would have been a great backup. I still like all um, my backup on this. But as far as far this game is going, I can still see my I can still see my Jets actually winning this game. This is a must-win for the Jets as far as to re, to establish themselves and not being a joke of this division and actually taking over this division because it could actually happen, especially if Buffalo ends up for some miracle winds up losing this game, their game against Pittsburgh, and Jets can actually take over the division on this one. So I'm gonna put it's very too much pressure, especially at home. I really want to take the Jets, but they haven't proven to be at home. So I'm going to change my mind on this one. But I'm going to have to take Miami and take Miami under this one. I hate to say this, but I've been going back and forth on this. I might change it on Sunday. You might just see me going crazy on Sunday like that. But right now I have to be a little bit realistic. Jets hasn't have not won at home yet. They have been the road warriors. But for some reason at home, lack of a crowd there from what I've heard from people that actually went went to the game is lack of a crowd Lack of enthusiasm or whatever—it seems like with the team, the team starts off slow. Hopefully, that all changes differently, and it'll be a little bit magical moment with Zach Wilson. Uh, that was a horrible ass gritty he did last week. But anyway, whatever on that one. But anyway, I want to take—I want to take Miami in the under this one. Uh, I might change my mind later on. Everybody might change my mind later on. Miami in the under.
0: Well, um, I'm going to—I'm going to see if I can get you to change your mind right now on, this, on, on the show. So. Um... So my pick, I like, I like Teddy and I like the duo of Hill and Waddle. I think they're a pretty good team. They're a pretty good duo. Um, although Teddy is probably still not going to push the ball down the field as much uh, much as he's been under, you know, six net air yards per attempt over his career. So this is not a guy that pushes the ball down the field to take advantage of the speed of, of guys like Waddle and, and Hill. Uh, meanwhile, the Jets completed their tour of the AFC North. If you didn't realize it, the Jets played, their first four games were literally against the entire AFC North. They didn't play any games against anybody else. They played Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and then cl- and Cleveland in exact succession. It was hilarious. Um, and in that, they improved to 2-2 two two, um, after that impressive win against Pittsburgh. Zach Wilson, to me, looked okay as a quarterback uh, in his return. He showed the athletic, but he showed the athleticism that Joe Flacco never really possessed um, in being able to rush for a touchdown. He should be okay standing in the pocket against Miami's defense. They rank near the bottom of the NFL in sacks and hurries, despite being top 10 in blitz percentage as a team. The Jets should be able to score, and they should be able to keep the game close. Teddy may be good enough to sneak out a win, but I actually like the Jets to cover and win this game outright. So I am taking the Jets and the over, and it's a best bet for me. Jets and the over, best bet. Um, Ace is taking Miami and the over. Uh, He is not best betting that game. I've got to remember what his best bets are, but Ace is taking Miami and the over. So Ace is along with you.
1: Um and, you, know, so, and yeah. you see now I feel dirty now. <laughs> now I feel dirty. See that's wrong. That's what, oh man, yeah. Dirty. That's why I let you I go first, because right. I knew
0: I was taking the jets. So I was like, I wanted you to let you go first and pick and make your pick before I went. So uh, you know, in case, <sighs> I figured you was going with me and I was like, Oh wow. I was like, okay, no. <laughs> uh,
1: so now now I'm just to, to change this up because you know, you made a good point about Teddy, you know, his, uh, his throwing on um, you made it definitely, and I'm thinking about the Jets. Um, cornerbacks are very kind of kind of good there, as far as you know, holding it down. I'm thinking about Miami's pass rush thing. That's another thing you was talking about. You said they're the lowest, right? Yeah. And the Jets is actually getting. on. Um, I believe Dwayne Brown's coming back this week. The line is actually getting better. Avt actually played very very good in his actual filling as left tackle. I can't believe Avt's like the the offensive line um quite MVP right now. He went from right guard to um, playing on play, um, oh sorry he went from left guard from last year playing right guard and now he was playing left tackle last week now I think he's going to go back with um, Brown coming back talking about the passing then you have to say that the nastiest thing in the world that it, the aces you know picking with me no I don't want to be with this dude man especially against my team hell no you say so you switch you know, to the Jets. You I not switch to the Jets. Not only switch to the Jets, I'm going with the over in this one. They're going to blow the crap out of them. And I'm going to make this my best bet. Screw that. I'm going, to, I'm going to make this a best bet. This is my third best bet of the week. Screw that. Just like so wow. just still so get away from Ace. Yeah, that's your fault, Ace. Yeah, that's your fault. You hear me? When you hear this, back in wherever you at, across the pond, whatever, <laughs> it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault, Ace. I'm taking Jets in the over this one. We're going to smack the crap out of the fins. Let's go Jets. <laughs> well, Take your receipts.
0: I'm, I'm glad I was able to commission to change mind.
1: What are you going to do to the ace part? I was like, oh, what the <laughs> Nigga, no. Hell no.
0: All right. Next game is oh, Aces, Aces Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Minnesota is favored by 7.5 here, and the over-under in this game is 44. So Chicago's heading to Minnesota after a poor outing in New York against the Giants to face a Vikings team that's coming off a nail-biting victory in London against the Saints. The Bears, surprisingly, are 11th in the league in scoring defense, which in most instances would be enough to win games. The problem is Justin Fields and the Bears' offense is 31st out of 32 teams uh, and have not shown the ability to put together any, consistent, any consistency running or passing the ball. The Vikings, on the other hand, have been a bit of a roller coaster on both sides of the ball, but they are an explosive enough group that can make big plays with their offensive skill players in Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, uh, and their steady, if unspectacular, quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Um, I'll, I'll go first on the pick here. Um, I think seven and a half points is a tough number to cover, uh, against a good Chicago defense that can cover, they can defend the run and they can cause turnovers. Uh, the defense though, is probably going to have to score some points in this situation for the bears to cover this number. Justin Fields looks like he's regressed a little bit. Uh, the offensive line is still shaky and David Montgomery isn't practicing. Minnesota should win the game and they should cover the number, but they are so unpredictable that I want no parts of this. I'm not best betting this at all. Uh, also, playing the following week after a London game is a rarity in the NFL, so we'll see how fresh the Vikings are at the start of this game. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota and the under. I don't feel great about this. I'm not best betting it, but, I'm gonna, but that's where I'm sticking. Ant, what are you up to?
1: Can I just get a push and just say they both going and tie and call it a day?
0: can't tie at seven and a half points so it's, 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 it's that half point gotta go somewhere brother
1: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> i don't want to pick either game but you know what i felt bad for i should have never picked that game last week i actually picked chicago to win that game and i should have listened to ace what he actually picked his pick yeah. and he actually picked against them yeah it's kind of weird but um yeah chicago's gonna chicago's oh, i hate to say this they're horrible and I feel bad for Justin Fields over here. He's definitely in the wrong. Um, he's in the wrong, wrong team, I should say, and the wrong, actually, the wrong team, wrong time, I should say, as far as the coaches, coaches going from his old coaches, new coaches, whatever, like that. He's going basically. He's look like he's going downhill. I don't see them combining for forty-four points. I don't see either team making can even make forty-four points against each other. And this is a division game as well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Chicago. I, yeah, hell no, I'm going to take a Minnesota. <laughs> And under this one as well, and I'm gonna actually—I'm uh, not even gonna. T- I don't even want to touch this game. Yeah. If if you somebody better lend you money to touch this game, that's how it should be. Not even lend; they should just give you money I, away. I wouldn't bet this game with somebody
0: else's money. That's how. That's how I feel about this game. <laughs> um. Yep. So Aces pick before we move on. Aces pick is Chicago and the over. Um, of course. He's back on. He's back on the on the, on the bandwagon with his squad, which is. Fun. Rock on,
1: Ace. Let's see what yeah. You can. Go Bears. <laughs>
0: All right. Next up, we got Tennessee Titans going to the Washington Commanders. The game nobody wants to see. Uh, exactly. Tennessee is a one and a half point favorite. The over under on this game is forty three. Quick intro to this one: The Titans are coming off an impressive road victory in Indianapolis. Who's playing right now? And playing one of the most boring games on the planet in Thursday Night Football against the Denver Broncos. Um, but they, the Tennessee is facing a f- commander's team. That's going, it's kind of going in the wrong way. They won an impressive game against Jacksonville a week ago. I mean, in week one, and they've lost three straight since then to Detroit, Philadelphia, and then Dallas. Uh, the first two teams in that trio rank in the top half of the league in total offense. So that's not a huge surprise. However, the losing the loss, losing to a Dallas team that's ranked towards the bottom of the league in offensive efic- efficiency is a bit alarming, even for Washington and even on the road. Um, and I'm gonna go to you for the for, for the first pick, Tennessee. Again, one and a half point favorites. Over under is 43. What do you what do you think?
1: I'm gonna take Tennessee to under because I don't really care about either one of these games. I mean, one of these teams, I you know, um, Tennessee doesn't have a, the number one wide receiver no more. Washington is just a, quite a mess. The, the what are they called again? Oh yeah, the Commanders. I was about to say the football team again, but <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just gonna go with Tennessee. I'm taking the under in this one. I don't think I can't see them scoring 43 points on this one. But I just want to say one thing on the side. I feel bad for Amazon Prime because this week they got a crappy game, and next week they got to deal with another crappy game with Chicago versus um the, the um, co- oh yeah, Commanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yes. man, that's horrible. It's gonna be a horrible game. They um, need to quite have a flag football game on the side. But anyway, whatever. <laughs>
0: So my pick here, uh, Tennessee is just getting back to their style, their style of play, appearing after a slow start. I think Washington's defense is actually not bad. They should give the Titans and Derrick Henry a bit of a, a, you know, all he can handle, especially you know, in their home field. Carson Wentz has to step up, man. He has to get his speedy receivers involved more heavily, and he's not going to have Jahan Dotson, uh, which is going to be a huge blow to their ability to change the game in an instant. Um, because he's the he's the fast guy on that team that can really take the top off the defense. I like the t- I like the Titans to continue rolling here. Not much more to say about this game. Again, it's not something that we're not one that we're really excited about seeing. So I'm going to go with you and go with Tennessee in the under. Ace is picking Washington. He's taking the over on that one.
1: I almost right. forgot it. Uh, before you so, move on, I just say on um, Brian Robinson, congratulations on him. I heard that he's basically working on coming back. I think he should be coming back this week or next week.
0: Yeah, he's practicing with the team. which is-
1: yeah, that's good on him. So I'm glad he's back on it for him personally in his Absolutely. career.
0: Absolutely. Um, all right. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks going to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, see, uh, the New Orleans Saint. The Saints are favored by five and a half here, and the over and over under for this game is forty six and a half. So New Orleans lost a heartbreaker, uh, hosting, and I use hosting in air quotes, the Vikings in London. And they look to bounce back to at their real home uh, in the Superdome. The Saints will continue to give the ball to back up to Andy Dalton with Jameis Winston still out. Michael Thomas is also listed as doubtful, but it looks like Alvin Kamara is going to return to the lineup and give them the explosive part of the offense that they've been missing. Meanwhile, Seattle is coming off their best offensive production in years against the Lions. Geno Smith is finally looking like the first round pick he was supposed to be, and Rashad Penny carved the defense up for over 150 yards rushing last week. The Saints defense is going to prove to be a much tougher challenge in Detroit than Detroit is, though. Uh, I'll go first on the pick. I like this, I mean, you know, call me crazy ant, but I like this Geno Smith redemption story. I like to see that he's, you know, making he's making um, people remember you know, the type of quarterback that he was touted to be in coming out of of college. Um, And I think the Saints are still not fully healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Andrews Pete is coming back on the offensive line for them, so he should help the running game back get back on track. And Dalton still has the ability to take care of the football um, and should allow them to manage the game and get to a close victory. I think the Saints win this game, but I'm picking Seattle to cover. My pick here is Seattle and the over. Uh, on here, what do you what do you say?
1: For some, um, well, I can't call you crazy on this one because I definitely like the Geno Smith uh, Renaissance thing here. A lot of things that people don't realize is that it quite a lot of these quarterbacks, like that get drafted, they seem like busts in the beginning, or whatever. They're actually really talented. It's just that the coaches who originally drafted them just drafted them just to plug them into whatever offense they already had. They didn't they quite they didn't really draft them and try to build around them. That's what that's what the difference between a quite these players that's actually succeeding versus these players that like what Geno Smith was happening to Sam Donald was happening to Baker Mayfield, whatever like that. They, they really didn't really build around them. They basically, you know, just let them run their, their thing. But it seemed like Geno Smith is finally realizing things. He's still is getting his head in the game, figuring out the NFL. He's seen enough for whatever been around long enough from the Jets the Giants and the, now Seattle. So I'm definitely gonna go with this one and take take Seattle and the under. I actually you didn't really know until you actually said who the New Orleans quarterback was. I, thought, I always thought it was that other dude that was basically playing the you know the gadget shit. You know when. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill yeah, I thought for some reason I thought he was going to be the starting quarterback. No, no
0: David, but um. Uh, Dalton started last week in London too uh, when Jameis was out.
1: Almost okay, yeah, I didn't get to see that game. I, I was I kind of... Little extra um, drinky drink, uh, you know, so I kind of missed that game. So <laughs> I'm gonna try I'm trying to make the Green Bay game coming on, but as far as for this game, I'm gonna take definitely take Seattle, but I'm gonna take the under in this one. Um, I don't think they can rack up 46 and a half points on this one.
0: All right, sounds good. All right, next up San Francisco, the 49ers going to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, San Francisco is favored by six and a half points. And the overrun on this game is 39 and a half. So <clears throat> it takes a pretty bad team to be more than a one-score underdog at home against an opponent that averages 17 points per game in San Francisco. However, did you know, Anthony, that the Panthers, under Matt Rule, are 1-26 and when their opponent scores more than 17 points? That's the exact number of points that San Francisco is averaging this season.
1: (laughs) One in 20.
0: So assuming that San Francisco can get to just their average (laughs) (laughs) with Jimmy G showing a little bit more promise and the defense flipping the field and creating opportunities for their offense, we're going to expect the Panthers to lose this game. That said, the question is the over under the question is the spread. Um, Anthony, what say you on this pick?
1: Just from that alone and that meme that I just sent you through a, a private chat about Baker sucking and stuff like that, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go over San Francisco to over, especially from last week, how you saw, how you saw them, they, like everything was clicking. These, this team actually wins games with Garoppolo. Garoppolo might not be, the, you know, the best quarterback in the world or whatever, but this team is all in the humming, going, going all down the stream. Carolina's going in the opposite direction. Matt Rule is basically going to be going back to being an OC somewhere in college. I'm going to go with San Francisco. Give me the over in on this one. I think this is going to be a whoop ass blowout.
0: All right. Um, if I didn't say it last for the last game, Ace also picked Seattle. Um, so we're all we're all in agreement on Seattle. There, yeah, he picked Seattle on the over. Okay. For this game, um, yep, I'm going to agree with you. San Francisco's defense is really good. Um, they are actually first in team scoring defense after after the first four weeks of the season. And meanwhile, to your point, Baker Mayfield has been just about as bad as he could be <laughs> and um, I think it's it 's interesting to say, but number two overall pick in most fantasy drafts, Christian McCaffrey is not scaring anybody any longer i don 't know if it 's because of the, it's, if it 's because of the the quarterback play or whatever, but what he was doing when he had Cam Newton back there, he is no longer doing he has not done in over three over two years. Um, part of it being because of injuries and part of it probably being because of the Matt rule offense that he's in. I'd love to see if I'd love to see Christian McCaffrey get traded to a team that's a contender. Um, and, and see what, see what, like, uh, see what a, a offensive guy like Sean McVay or something like that could do with him. Anyway, that said, um, the Panthers, to me, the Panthers should be able to, they should be able to keep it closer at home. Um, and their defense again is not horrible but I don't feel good about it, so I'm taking San Francisco and the under, and this is my third lock of the week. All right, uh, next game, Philadelphia at Arizona. The Eagles are favored by five and a half here uh, against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, and The over/under in this game is forty-eight and a half. All right, so Philadelphia is the last unbeaten team in the league. Do you remember? Do you remember the last time Philadelphia was the last unbeaten team in the NFL? Yet?
1: You can say I'm not really, but right. I'm, I'm I'm just guessing it was when Terrell Owens was in there. I'm just guessing.
0: You're right. It was 2004 when Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens led the led co-start on the team, and the Eagles started seven and zero.
1: Was it the Super Bowl year? That when year he was to the, the year Bowl? that
0: they went to the Super Bowl, exactly. Ah. <laughs> so if this is any indication, we know, we know who's representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, they are led by another, this year, they're led by another dual threat quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And they have a stingy defense that ranks ninth in scoring defense in the NFL. Arizona is playing better football of late with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals starting at, sitting at 2-2, two and two, both outright and against the spread. The Cardinals have yet to win a home game uh, thus far, so I know they'd love to spoil the Eagles' pursuit of perfection. I'm going to go first on this pick. Um, is this a revenge game for Hassan Uh He was drafted by the Cardinals, and he is now an Eagle, so I'd like to see what's happening there. Uh, if the former Cardinal and the rest of the Eagles know one thing, though, it is how to play against the mobile quarterback since they practice against Jalen Hurts every single week. They should be able to figure out how to prevent Kyler from taking over this game. That said, uh, the Eagles should be careful not to look past Arizona and ahead of their divisional matchup against the hated rival Dallas Cowboys in Week 6. I think they should win, but I like the home underdog to cover this number here. I'm going to take Arizona and the over just to keep the game close enough to um, under that 5.5 points. Don't like it as a best bet, but Arizona and the over is my pick. Anthony, what say you?
1: Well, I'm going to take the over as well, but I'm going to go with Philadelphia in this one. Um, I can see them keep on keep it keep it, um the train going. It's kind of weird that uh, that we that to see this team undefeated uh, so right now, and uh, the accolades that Jalen Hurst is getting, everything like that. Because I remember a couple of years ago, people wanted to get rid of him. There was you know those. I'm, I'm not talking about you know like people in the in the Eagles. I'm talking about those talking heads, or whatever. That usually don't know nothing about other teams. They just talk out the ass and stuff like that. Once when, when they see things, going the wrong way, or whatever. But now they basically just shut up and they're they not even saying nothing. But anyway.
0: Even, even, I mean, honestly, even last year, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was interesting. They were, they were, people were talking about him, him you know, leaving, you know, and not being there or whatever. Like they were like, hey, you know, we can find another quarterback in the draft and stuff like that. So so that's, yeah, it, was, it wasn't that long ago that people were not high on him
1: but he's definitely shutting people up and I think I'm gonna keep the train rolling on this one I'm gonna take Philadelphia over this one they might they, I don't think they're gonna look past this team I think this team is very focused and they're actually taking it one game at a time on this one
0: sounds good alright so um hey, who my, Ace got what's that who Ace got oh let me check again sorry Ace has Philadelphia as well and over in this one
1: Oh man I feel dirty again what the hell <laughs> I'm not changing it this time. He's not getting extra points just for, you know, just for me leaving.
0: <laughs> All right. So next up, we have the Rams uh, hosting the Dallas Cowboys. So Rams hosting Dallas. Dallas is uh, the Rams are four and a half point favorites in here. And Dallas is in the, the under is 43. So newsflash. Cooper Rush is undefeated so far for the Cowboys which is helping me keep Mark McCarthy employed in my opinion. Uh, the Cowboys have a very good defense that we knew about already uh, and an offense that is consistent if not explosive. It feels like the Rams are in a bit of a Super Bowl funk to me. So i mean, the phase offense is no longer surprising defenses and Matt Stafford hasn't yet figured out how to use Allen Robinson or the rest of his weapons and he's been choosing instead to just overfeed Cooper Cup which led to a couple of you know, really, really difficult turnovers to watch last week against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Anthony, I'm going to let you make this pick first. Dallas and Dallas and, and the Rams. Again, Rams plus, Rand minus four and a half, and the over-under is 43. What do you got?
1: Well, this is, gonna be a hard, this is definitely going to be a hard game to pick. Cooper Rush, for some reason, is pulling on miracles out of his ass to keep, like you said, to keep McCaffrey as his job. And um uh, something definitely wrong with um with Stafford here because there's a I didn't get to see it because I don't have it, but a lot of people are saying that they've seen the, the tapes or whatever and it seems like the other wide receivers are wide open and for some reason Stafford just keeps on trying to go to forcing it to cup all all day even though other wide receivers are open. So I can see maybe it takes a couple of weeks before it actually registers and registers to him. And maybe you never know, Odell might actually come on this team and might change things around. But as of right now, I believe what you're saying is correct. You know they won this Super Bowl. They're happy, whatever. They're just in a coast mode, whatever. Until you know things. They hope, hope. I'm guessing in their mind, they're thinking that they can maybe rev it up later on. But I'm gonna. I hate to sound like this, but I'm gonna take Dallas and, and take Dallas in the um over in this one. Cooper Rush. It was dirty, even more dirty than picking with Ace. I hope Ace didn't pick this.
0: Um, Ace actually took the Rams. And the over in this game. So you are not uh, in, in alignment with him there. Um, oh, good. I'm going to make this
1: my locker, my fourth lock game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're locking this one in there. Great. Um, so what I will say for, for, the, for this game, um, the Rams, to me, are the better team. Uh, and they should win this game. Dallas is proving themselves to be a resilient group. Um, and they can take advantage of opportunities that have been given, us, given to them by the opponent. Um, Stafford needs to stay away from the turnovers and let his defense just get after Cooper Rush and, and company there. I think this is a pretty good bet that we'll get the good Rams game here, especially with them at home. And Cooper Rush finally takes defeat ahead of their big matchup against the Eagles, which I think is really going to be an interesting one for, for next week. But for this week, I'm going to take the Rams and the over in this game. All right. Next up, we have uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. So no major intro for this one. This is a divisional matchup between two teams that are, um, you know, vying for the the um, the title of champion of this division. Uh, these are the two teams that I think everybody expected, at the very least in the beginning of the season, to be you know, sitting at the top of the AFC North, and um, they're, still, they're both kind of you know, coasting at this point. Uh, Cincinnati won their, last, won their last game, and Baltimore, as we know, uh, lost their game against the uh, Buffalo Bills in glorious fashion. And as a matter of fact, both of their losses thus far, to Buffalo and to Miami, like, there's no reason to believe that this team should not be 4-0. Uh, based on the way that they've they've uh, performed up to this point, but they've given away two games already at this point. Uh, Baltimore is favored by three points in this game. They, so they've got the home favorite. They've got the home favor or the or the home cooking the three points on the favorite, and the over under is forty eight and a half. And I'm going to start with you, Cincinnati at Baltimore three point Sunday night football. What do you got?
1: Well, this is definitely gonna be a good matchup game. I can but I'm gonna go with Baltimore here. I'm taking the Baltimore in the under. Um I would take Cincinnati. I, I do like that team, but just like who's talking about the Rams or whatever, about the Super Bowl letdown or whatever, I think the same thing is basically happening down here with Cincinnati. But um Baltimore definitely give me that give me them, give me Lamar Jackson, give me that running game, whatever. They seem like they're going on all cylinders as Lamar goes, this team goes. But Definitely riding um Baltimore all the way, but take them in the under in this one.
0: Yeah, I like Baltimore here as well. Um, to to hit the number and to 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 you know to cover to cover the three and get the and and actually go for the. I'm going to go for the over in this game. I feel like this game is just going to be exciting. I want this game to be really exciting. I want Lamar Jackson to do his Lamar Jackson things, and I want um all I want the the Bengals to. You know, get to have an impressive offensive performance and you know light things up. The reason, and the reason why I think it's going to go over is because you know Baltimore's corners have not been very good. Marcus Peters um, got into a really big halt, heated altercation with John John Harbaugh last week. We saw that happen. Uh, the secondary got torched by Miami a few weeks ago, and not for nothing, Cincinnati's you know with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and. um Who's the other the other guy? Is it T Higgins? Um, T Higgins, yeah, yeah. T Higgins, like that's that's a. They got some speed. That's they got some speed. That's a big physical group of receivers over there. So I think they're going to give Baltimore a lot of a lot of trouble there. Uh, I'll pick Baltimore to win the game. I think Lamar Jackson is just basically playing like Superman. He's playing out of his mind right now, and he's going to win this game outright for them. But I like Cincinnati. To, I like Cincinnati. To keep it close. I like to get the, to get the high scoring game. To me, my best bet is the um, is the over on this one. But I'm going to say Baltimore and the over. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to best bet. I'm going to lock this one in as well as my fourth lock of the week.
1: I'm actually just hoping that you're right just for the pure excitement of the game because this Colts versus Broncos game while we're recording is boring as hell.
0: It is, really, just, It really is. And somebody just got hurt. I hope, they, hope they're okay. Um, all right. Last game. Monday Night Football. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is giving seven points to the Raiders. And this is the highest expected point spread of the week. The over/under for this game is 51 points. So the Kansas City Chiefs are returning to, uh, returning to their home digs after a pretty good uh, game on the road uh, last week. Who did they play again? I'm trying to remember. Week 4. KC was in Tampa Bay. <laughs> and they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. So it was a pretty good game for them. Sunday night football uh Patrick Mahomes looked good. Um the offense looked good. They scored 31 points against a really good Tampa a good really good Tampa Bay defense that I talked about earlier. Um and even though Tom Brady did some Tom Brady things and was able to keep that game close, you know, KC was able to hold them off and not only just not only win but cover cover that spread in that game. Um I think <coughs> excuse me. I think KC is good enough to to cover this. And uh, even though Vegas won their first game of the season last week at home, um, I think this is a really tough tough bounce back for them to to try to go to KC and get a, get a W here. I'm picking KC, and I'm taking the over. Um, I think I hope that this one gets to the gets to the high score as well. But honestly speaking, Ant, I think I think KC can score 35 points on their own pretty much against anybody they want to. So KC's three and one. Um, they're holding things down in the West. And if they, you know, continue to beat the Raiders, the Raiders will be one and four by the end of this season. By the end of this week, um, which is a far cry from what they were uh, a year ago. Um, and the Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. Uh, train will continue to roll on. Uh, so give me KC and the over. Uh, and this is my last lock of the week. KC and the over. And what say you?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with you with this one. I'm taking KC and over as well as my lock. Uh, my last lock of the week, um, and it's kind of weird that yeah you are you're all right about this Josh McDaniels thing. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, and I actually brought up the fact that Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. It seems like they they need, they definitely need each other. I really think that they do need each other to make it actually a good coaching tandem type of team. As far as because uh, any other OCs that is, used to be on the Belichick, basically long gone or would never come back to him or whatever. But I think Josh McDaniels sucks without Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick kind of sucks without Josh McDaniels. And you know, without the good quarterback of Tom Brady or Tom Brady clone. See, um, you know, who's those two quarterbacks? They basically look the same. Zappian or whatever his name that is. Hurt right now. Oh, Bailey's i Zappian. Brian Hoyer was it Brian Hoyer? Right. No, no, oh, the, the oh, actual oh, starter. Oh, oh, oh! The, the Jones. actual starter, yeah, Mac Jones. For some reason, they all look the same. Anyday, anyway, they actually have a mean that. I think I sent it out somewhere. But anyway, um, back to the game. Casey definitely going to light them up. Whatever. I think there's a division game here too as well. But yeah. I can see t- Casey's definitely going to rack up those points or whatever. It's kind of weird that I expected Ve- I actually expected Vegas to actually keep up with them actually this year, especially with their new. The, the, the so-called quarterback and wide receiver receiving tangent, we thought they were just going to go off. But it seems like Josh McDaniels is actually holding them back. Hopefully he realized that and would let them loose. But as of right now, I still see, like you said earlier, can see KC scoring like 30-something points by themselves. So give, give me Casey and over.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny because, like, Darren Waller, Basically done nothing. If you have Darren Waller in fantasy, like you must be really, really upset at this point right now in your in in your life because he's done very, very little to show anything, uh, with in to that. So, yeah, hopefully Darren Waller has a has a resurgence because I think that's the that's the key to the Raiders, you know, turning this thing around. Um, because Derek Carr is feeding Devonte Adams, like that's not a problem. Devonte Adams is eating, but nobody else is. All right. Yeah, exactly. All right um, so before we get up out of here before we get to our shout outs, we'll do a quick recap of where we are at this point as a group. Um, last week, Ace went six and ten um, with the wins and losses. Ace went six and ten. Anthony went eight and eight and I went nine and seven. Our season stats our season stats so far have ace at 26 and 37 at 28 and 35, and me at 29 and 34. Um, so we're all trying to creep our way back to 500 there. The over-unders are pretty bad, so I won't go over those. But our best bets, uh, Ace is still 11 and 9 on his best bets. Ant is 6 and 14, and I am 8 and 12. So we're, we're still we're still working our way back towards some, some legitimacy there. Um, all right. <laughs> um, so, again, Uh, check us out on all the social platforms and everywhere, everywhere you, everywhere you check us, check us on Twitter, check us on Facebook. Um, and so before we roll up out of here, I'm going to get to the shout outs and I'll let you go first.
1: All right, I'm saving my Jet shout outs later on down the, down the road of future podcasts. So stay tuned for that. But as far as for this week, shout outs to the boombox guy that was rolling out with the 49ers. I don't know if y'all guys saw that. This dude it had a big ass red boombox coming down there, leading the 49ers out. You know, when they, before the game started going, yeah, they need, I need I need that in my life. You know, when it, when, it, when, it, when we pull back the Madden tournaments or whatever, I need a boom a, a boombox out, come down, you know, come in there, and help me out, whatever. Shout-outs to him. Shout-outs to Bobby Wagner for, you know, knocking the crap out of that protest or whatever like that, trying yeah. to pretend to be a fan. That was crazy, and, you know, I c- dude. <laughs> I heard this dude is trying to actually sue, this, to quite sue him or whatever like that. Come on now. Then you're trying to just get money. He's you trespassing. Know, you, you can't do that. Yeah, you're you, not only you're trespassing. You're on the field. You know what football players do on the field? and are not getting anybody who's moving around. What you yeah. expecting to get? Shout-out to him. And my last shout-out is to this to the um, Denver Nuggets the mascot, shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to him. this dude made six hundred and twenty five thousand dollar contract. Six hundred and twenty five thousand. The average as a mascot. For, uh, for these guys is per. yeah as a mascot, the average mascot makes sixty thousand per year. I, I'm doing the wrong, I'm doing something wrong. I should have been a mascot. My yeah. fat behind it, definitely looked like a mascot. All, all I know is. All, all I know is that, you know, the, the, the gorilla yeah, that, that played for the Suns that was doing all those dunks back in the old 90s or whatever like that. Pay, but he, he's probably I'll be pissed. I'm like, come on. This guy's getting over half a million dollars, and I'm over here dunking, risking my life, and your ass getting half, over half a million dollars? Hell no. Anyway, shout outs to him. My last shout outs to of course, Zach Wilson, his crappy ass gritty. you know, you, at least he tried. At least he tried. you know, it was the Bart Simpson thing with the cake. At least he tried. you know the wide receivers feel happy, you know that he's getting in there, whatever. Shout outs to him.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, so I've got a couple of quick shout outs. Number one, shout out to uh, Aaron Judge. We talked about him last week. going um, going for number 61. Uh, in between our shows, he actually hit his home runs number 61 and number 62. Um, and so he became the AL's home run king. Um, if you want to say, you know, the the clean the clean home run king, then you can take away the Bonds and Sosa and Maguire uh, stuff and, uh, and, and denote that, you know, he is the king. He is the leader here. Um, he's likely going to win MVP. I don't think he got the triple crown. I think that he was edged out on the average, on the, you know, batting average side, but, you know, still an amazing season. Best possible season he could have had. I hope he gets his money from the Yankees and, beca- and remains a Yankee for the rest of his NBA, uh, MLB career. Um, shout out to the NBA uh, starting their new season. Uh, preseason is kicked off. Um, we're watching preseason basketball and it's feeling alive again. Um, we are all Knicks fans here. Um, and so we're all you know, kind of enjoying, you know, hope, hopefully to enjoy where the Knicks go. So shout out to the Knicks and shout out to NBA for restarting the season. Again, fall is beautiful. Football, basketball, baseball playoffs—it's amazing. This is the best time of the year for me. Um, shout out to so I remember talk, I remember mentioning um, the the uh, Eagles being the last team uh, remaining uh, undefeated in the NFL. Shout out to this better um, who bet at DK Sportsbook. I'm not gonna give. I'm not giving them any promotion, but he bet at DK Sportsbook. He bet six to listen to this, Anthony. He bet six hundred and sixty-seven dollars for the Eagles to be the last undefeated team in the NFL. He cashed out after the Dolphins lost that game on Thursday night. Um, you know, you know, during during the Tua game. He cashed out. Take one guess to how much money he made.
1: Mm, I'm just guessing that maybe half a million. Would it be no? No, oh, no, no Okay, it can't be that high. That sixty-seven
0: thousand? Not that much. Ten grand. Oh, ten grand. On ten grand. grand. See, see, that's how. That's how. Sixty-seven dollars. <laughs> see, that's how. I mean, that's what. That's what we we love. <laughs> I'm some big. Ten thousand dollars off of a six hundred sixty-seven dollar pick. Look, I don't care what you say. That's a huge, huge windfall, and that's amazing. That's awesome. Shout out to you for putting your faith in in your Philadelphia Eagles. I hope you're a fan, and you weren't just kind of guessing. Um, I hope you're a real fan and you get to enjoy everything, the spoils of this, but also, you know, um, you know, watching your team to watching your team succeed. My my vote is that you take that money and at the very least, you buy yourself a front row seat, fifty yard line, you know, to watch the Eagles play in a in a meaningful game in the playoffs. That's what I would do. Or or hold on to it, and if the Eagles make the Super Bowl, that's your Super Bowl team. Yep, that's Super Bowl right there. So. That's your Super Bowl take. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. Um, did I have one more shout-out? I think I had one more, but I cannot remember it right now. Well, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Shout-out to Ace for not showing up today and allowing me and Ant to run this thing. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put it out, and I think it's going to sound better than any, any episode that we've ever done. So shout-out to Ace for not being here and for allowing us to, to, to man the fort. He was, trying to, he was trying to still record with us, even though it would have been 1.30 in the morning where he is, and it made no. It made absolutely no sense. Um, but we did it. We held it down, and we got it going. And uh, another show is in the books, my friend.
1: There we go. We've got another show in the books there. Let's go.
0: All right. If you like us, like, subscribe, give us some thumbs up, some five-star reviews. Tell, us, tell your friends about it. Tell everybody you know about it. And uh, we will see you next time. For the Uptown Parlay, I'm Malik. This is Anthony. Until next time, peace out. Peace
1: out.